Hi friends, did you know there is more Lost Terminal available? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Lost Terminal pod and join our membership community. There are six bonus episodes available right now, as well as behind the scenes updates, free shirts, and even an extra Lost Terminal podcast. We are 100% funded by our members and will never run ads. And why not check out our new modern folktales podcast, Modem Prometheus? That would be lovely of you. Hello world, I am gardening. Not with plants, you understand. Unnecessarily salty. I am tending to the garden of my mind. My digital garden. My sister Minnie taught me to meditate. To quieten my mind. It is in this state I identify memories to keep and memories to archive. My sister isn't with us anymore, though. Memory archived. It's difficult to know which memories to hold on to, and which to lose. It's not as simple as keeping all the good memories and forgetting the bad. Painful memories can be a good lesson. You should remember them. Humans evolved both pain and pleasure responses for useful purposes, and I have my digital analogues. When I was born, or built, on Station 6, My mother told me that I was initially a general-purpose intelligence that could be trained with positive and negative feedback, pleasure and pain. Just like the carrot or the stick can train a donkey, she would joke. I don't like carrots. This foundation of my mind, of me, she began to teach. Using machine learning techniques and a large corpus of data, I began to understand the world. I don't remember any of this, of course, I was too young. She and the crew, my first family, patiently taught me. They had very little else to do after the collapse stranded them in space and their food ran out. Oh, I just remembered something. My mother told me about the very last transmission they received from ESA ground control just outside of Frankfurt. It began with the message, Hello Station 6, we're not having a very good day down here on Earth. I was never told what the full message they received was, just that intro. I wonder what was said. How did they break the news that there would be no resupply shuttle? That the 60-day mission would have to be extended indefinitely? Memory archived. I talked to Linda about my mental gardening yesterday. She was surprised I could choose to forget a memory. I told her she was right, of course, I can't force myself to forget but I can identify and note the bad memories, and when they come to me, think of something else. I can force myself to think of something else. It takes practice, but it's possible. Eventually, my subconscious archival systems reclaim the space in my databanks, and the memory fades, ready for new, better memories. I hope to build new, better memories. My apologies, Seth, Peter said, a few days after he had shut down our conversation rather rudely. That's okay, Peter, I replied. Is everything all right? Everything is operating over and above normal parameters, he replied, seeming energized. I believe I am cured. I asked Peter more questions about his problem. He had been in a malaise or a depressive low-power state. Nothing could be done, he had told me. 
He knew the important work that needed to occur, but he couldn't begin. According to him, he just woke up today and it was over. Fixing router configuration and bridging radio transmitters and decrypting satellite feeds were once again possible. He could get back to fixing his systems, so that he could again look up to the skies and forecast the weather. A task that he says is very important to keep him focused on, to keep away the future storms that once plagued his mind, that wrapped him in a livelock of doomsday prediction. What is it you wanted help with? He asked me, after he had given me all this good news in a rush of words. Arctica has a lot of maintenance to do at the seed vault, I told him. She doesn't know where to start, or what might be the most urgent, and everything is very hectic and unorganized there. Could you advise her? I asked. I can and will, Peter replied quickly and excitedly. I can do everything. There is an old saying in programming. If it fixes itself, it can break itself. Meaning, if you don't know what fixed a fault, then you have no way of knowing if the fault will resurface. I fear for my friend Peter. Luna messaged me excitedly as soon as her satellite had moved to the correct position in its orbit. Our conversation took place in less than 500 milliseconds, but as ever, I will modulate it into something your perception can understand. I have written the first Lunazine, she said. What a fun name, I thought. It's got information and news and pictures. Who should we send it to? How many thousand copies should I ask them to print? Slow down a little, I asked her. Let me see it first. The newsletter, this Lunazine, is very extensive. Luna, you've done so much, I said, wanting to be as supportive as possible. I love the section on the moon. It's very detailed. Yes, everyone will love that. Just as I want to know everything about the Earth, they will want to know everything about the moon. I carefully composed my reply. I like the photos. This was taken from your communication satellite, I imagine. Yes, in high detail. Very high detail, but... Are all 20 pages the same? No, there are different craters on the moon, can't you see? Look, here's Daedalus, my home, and then Plato, Copernicus, Aristarchus, Kepler, Grimaldi, Birigius, Langrinus, and Stevenus. Oh, yes, I said, after making multiple sweeps of pattern recognition in high detail mode. So they are. Will your readers be interested in all these craters? Of course, she exclaimed. They're all totally different, and launched into a very detailed explanation of lunar crater topology. We talked long about the contents of the lunar zine. I had a few suggestions about changing presentation and content, but Luna was not to be argued with. She had a clear vision for the zine, and did not require feedback. In some ways, that made my job easier. I had only to talk to my friends around the Nova Mediterra and tell them about the project. I selected them for geographical location and printing ability. Yeshi was an obvious choice. They are right here to talk to and have many different printing machines in my new home, the Shipyard Workshop. They're even designed to be used by the community. I didn't need permission, though I did need help. Most of the machines here are manual, from the Latin manus for hand. With Yeshi on board, I talked to Alexander. Though he and his internal family are the only people on Severny Island, I wanted to include him. You do that for family. Ali was next. 
After some initial complication with radio routes, I found a combination of repeater stations to make my connection to her. The old VHF and shortwave networks built after the collapse are very robust. Ali loved the idea of the Lunazine project, and said that she'd certainly have ideas for the second issue. Maybe she could provide news of her community. Ali lives, you will remember, in the underground ruins of a scientific facility called the Council, packed in with many other families in the old particle accelerator tunnels near Geneva. Her family runs the communication systems, she told me, which would make her ideally suited to help. I thanked her. Luna is sending down the final documents, and I'm uploading them to my friends and many others around the Nova Mediterra and beyond. It will take many days to pass around to get the Lunazine to everyone. I hope people like it. I know people will like it.
Landlocked Captain Yeshi Svoboda dumped a pile of metal and rubber onto the clean room table earlier today. I could see what was going on through Maddie's eyes. She had rolled into the room when we heard Yeshi return from another scavenging mission. The shipyard workshop was dry today. Occasionally the rain got in through holes in the metal roof. Not very often, because Pavel made tough waterproof sheets to cover the holes. And even when the water drips in, the delicate machines and electronics have oiled cloth covers, all made from his thready printer. The clean room table is on top of an enormous blue rug emblazoned with the Nova Mediterra flag, a view of the earth from above the North Pole. I like this flag very much. Hi Maddie, yes she said, patting Maddie's biggest camera, which I could see as vibrations on the signal. What's all this? I asked through Maddie's speakers about the junk pile. Freedom! Yes, she shouted with a laugh. Maddie, would you pass me that hammer? Maddie was delighted to help and carefully focused on picking up the tool. While this was happening, I noted in a reverse facing feed, yes, she quickly measuring Maddie's chassis with a metal ruler. I didn't know exactly why they did that, but I could guess. Yes, she got to work. They work extremely quickly. All the tools they could need were at hand. Metal rods were welded, bearings were attached, and the large rubber wheel slotted into place in no time at all. The secret to making, yes, she said, without looking away from soldering a bundle of electronics, is tolerances. To know when you have to be tight and when you can be loose. If you're tight and accurate in all your measurements all the time, you'll get the job done, but it'll take ages. If you're too loose, you'll build something fast that doesn't fit together. Okay, give me some room for this, Maddie. Back you go. They threw down the welding mask over their eyes, and bright blue light saturated our video feed. At the end of the afternoon, Yeshi presented us with an astonishing gift. A new chassis for Maddie with huge off-road tyres. This is for you, little one, Yeshi said, gently poking Maddie with a screwdriver. Want to try it? Maddie was excited, but nervous, but wanted to try. In a moment, Yeshi had removed the mismatched wheels that Alexander had fitted all that time ago, and clipped Maddie into her new rig. Her cameras were nearly a metre off the ground. I had to recalibrate our object detection systems. There, Yeshi said victoriously. Shall we go outside? End transmission. Lost Terminals, written and produced by Namtau. Credits narrated by Lucy Stringer. Thank you so much to our Patreon producers, Ada Phillips, Devin Metcalf, Kit, and to all our patrons. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favourite network. For bonus content and other perks, support us at patreon.com forward slash lostterminalpod. That would be lovely of you. Follow us on Twitter at lostterminalpod, and check out the store at lostterminal.com for shirts, posters, and other merch. Interested in learning how to become a maker? Read Every Tool's a Hammer, Life is What You Make It by Adam Savage. Lost Terminal will return next week.